episode 23, Drawn Out of the Water. Did you know that Moses was adopted? Yep, it wasn't by just anyone either. It was the daughter of the king. But who was this woman? In this episode, we will look at two women that could have been the adopted mother that drew him out of the water, which is how he gets his name. Welcome to the History of the Bible podcast. In the last episode, the argument of either two options were given in which dynasty that Moses would have lived. There is another option, and that is the 19th dynasty, placing Ramses II as king of Egypt. In order for the exodus to have happened during the 19th dynasty, that would mean that the exodus happened during the 1200s, not the 1400s. But another issue that comes up is that the son of Ramses II, Merniptah, ruled for 10 years, but in his third or fourth year of ruling, it is recorded that he had a military campaign into Palestine and defeated the Israelites that were a very well-established nation of extreme importance in the area. This will be covered later on on who he may have attacked during his reign. Ramses II ruled for 64 years. If the exodus happened during his reign, and then in the third or fourth year of his son he attacked an established Israeli nation, that would mean that in less than 67 or 68 years, Israel went from being conquered to a ruling nation. And that's taking that Moses talked to Ramses II in his first year of reigning. However, the Israelites were wandering the desert for 40 years. That would leave only 27 or 28 years to conquer the whole promised land. Plus, nowhere in the Bible does it mention that the Israelites were defeated by Egypt after conquering the land. Now that we have covered why most likely the Exodus didn't happen in the 19th dynasty, let's take a look at Moses. When we hear the story of the Exodus, there's a woman that has a profound impact on Moses' life, and that is his adopted mother. Because of the king of Egypt giving the order for all male children that were born of the Israelites to be put to death, there comes a story of one mother that would not give her up her son to be killed. Jacques the mother of Moses, is that woman. When she saw how beautiful he looked, she hid him. But after three months, she couldn't hide him for any longer. So she did something crazy. Or was it? Jacques made a basket of papyrus reeds and then sealed it so that it wouldn't get filled with water. And then she placed the child inside the basket and placed it in the Nile River amongst the reeds. During this time, his older sister watched from a distance, waiting to see what would happen. But at that time, the daughter of Pharaoh, as Exodus 2, verse 5 calls her, comes out to bathe in the Nile River while her young women, most likely servants, walk on the edge of the river. Eventually, the daughter of Pharaoh would see the basket in the reeds and send one of her servants to go get the basket from the reeds. And when she opened the lid to the basket, inside she saw the child, and it was crying. Of course, she took pity and had compassion for the child, even though she knew it was a child of the Israelites who was ordered to have been killed. At this very moment, the child's older sister, who has been keeping watch, came up to the daughter of Pharaoh and offered to find a nurse for the child. So she went and found the child's biological mother, and the daughter of Pharaoh gave the order to her to nurse the child for her and that she would be paid for her wages. So Jochebed took the child and nursed him until he was weaned. Once he was weaned, she brought him back to the daughter of Pharaoh, 
And in Exodus 2, verse 10, it says that when the child was brought back to the daughter of Pharaoh, that she named him Moses, because he was drawn out of the water. This is the beginning story of Moses and the man that would become, some believe, oh, this is the beginning story of Moses and the man that he would become. Some believe the story to be totally unreal. I mean, what royal princess would be bathing in the Nile River? Usually bathing in the river was meant for the peasants that couldn't afford to have their own baths. And then while bathing, she happens to find a Hebrew baby and adopts it. How would a baby that was ordered to be killed by the people that the king feared to become too powerful become the adopted child of the daughter of the king? If we look at who the adopted mother of Moses was, it may show us why a Hebrew slave child could end up in the royal family. If the exodus happened in the 18th dynasty, that would place Hatshepsut as the woman that pulled Moses from the water. And as we learned from the last episode, she co-ruled with Amenhotep II's father. And when she died, she was removed from history. If the exodus happened in 1446 BC, and in Exodus 7, verse 7, it says that Moses was 80 years old when he came back to speak to the king of Egypt about letting Israel go. Simply counting from 1446, that would place Moses being born around 1526 BC, which would be during the reign of Themosis I. He had a daughter who was Hapshipshah. However, he did not have any sons from his primary wife, but only from secondary wives. Normally, it would be the firstborn son of the primary wife that would take the place of the father as king of Egypt. But in this case, there was no son. So the firstborn son of a secondary wife would become king. And to legitimate his right to the throne, he would have to marry his half-sister, which would be Hapshipshut. However, her husband, or stepbrother, would die when she was 29 or 30 years old. But before he died, they had a daughter together but no sons. Sons would only be born to secondary wives. So when Themosis II dies, his wife, Hapshitshut, would become co-ruling with her stepson, Themosis III. Most likely, the stepchild was either a young child or even a baby. It would last 22 years of co-ruling together before she would die. He would continue ruling for another 33 more years. Before Hapshitshut married her stepbrother, is when Moses enters the picture. It is believed that Hapshipshut was probably around the age of six or seven when she adopted Moses as her son. And because she was the only child of the king from his primary wife, she would have raised Moses inside the royal family. In Egypt, being part of the royal family, elite class, children were sent to a harem or school. This is where they would learn all the ways of Egypt, languages, writing, how to network with others, and public speaking. Both public speaking and writing were very important things to be able to do. This is where Moses would have learned the ability to write the first five books of the Bible, but also where he would have found out that he wasn't the best of public speakers. In Exodus 4, verse 10, Moses himself tells God that he is not eloquent in speech and that neither in the past nor now, but that he was slow of speech and of tongue. When Moses would run away from Egypt, he was 40 years old. This would have been two or three years before his adopted mother would have died, either natural causes or murder. 
and it could have been very well that the Moses the third and Moses would have known each other as they went to school together. If Moses was the adopted male child of the primary wife, that could very well have placed him in line for the throne, or at least a strong rival for power, which could explain the king of Egypt wanting to kill Moses after he killed the Egyptian, another reason why Moses fled out of Egypt. Four years before the Exodus, in 1450 BC, the Moses III, Moses' adopted stepbrother, died, and his son Amenhotep II came into power. In Exodus 4, verse 19, it says that God told Moses to go back to Egypt because all the men that were seeking his life are dead. And it could very well have been that the Moses III was that man. Have you ever wondered how come Moses was able to gain access to the king of Egypt? He was the son of a slave, and he had been missing for 40 years. Yet, he was able to have a meeting with the king. It could have been that Moses was the adopted step-uncle of the king, and that it could have been those that he grew up with and went to school with who remembered him and got him an audience with the king. Also, in Exodus 11, verse 3, it says that Moses was seen by the Egyptians and the king's officials as a great man in their sight. The issue with saying that the Exodus happened during the 18th dynasty is that it doesn't answer how a Hebrew slave got into the royal family. Plus, why would a six or seven year old girl be allowed to adopt a son? Also, the facts around Hapshipshut being killed aren't all that clear. Let's take a look at Moses being born in the 12th dynasty. Much of the information between the 18th and 12th dynasty will be the same, except Moses' adopted mother is thought to be Sobanefru, the daughter of Amenhotep III. Amenhotep III had two daughters, but most likely he didn't have any sons. If this is the case, it has been said that Sobanefru went down to the river not to bathe, but to pray for a successor for her father's throne. It wasn't like the royal family didn't have a place to bathe inside the palace, but it could have been that she was going down to the river for a religious ritual. The river god was named Happy, and he was the god of fertility. So when she saw the male child come to her while doing this ritual, it may have been an answer to her prayers. This would also explain why a Hebrew child that was ordered to be killed could find his way into the royal family. Just as explained earlier, Moses would have been put into a school with all the elite family's children, where he would learn to write and public speak, which would prepare him for the future that God had for him. It is thought that Moses would have been born around the beginning of Omenohet III's 46-year reign which would place him running away from Egypt at 40, leaving six years left of Amenhotep III's reign. The throne would go to Amenhotep IV. Although it isn't really known whose son he was, most believe him to be Asobanefru's son. He would reign for nine years, either as a co-ruler with Amenhotep III or by himself. After him, Sobanefru would herself step into the power and become the first woman to rule Egypt. However, she would only rule for four years, and at the end of her rule would bring about the end of the 12th dynasty. As there was no one else to take the throne, some believe that it was supposed to be Moses himself that was heir to the throne, but he fled to Midian to get out of Egypt. And with that, it would bring the 13th dynasty to fill the power vacuum. 
the 13th dynasty would bring about a period of instability. However, the 13th dynasty is partially the Hyksos rulers, who mostly ruled in northern part of Egypt around the Nile Delta region, while Egypt rulers lived in the middle and southern part of Egypt. During the 40 years that Moses spent in Midian before he came back to Egypt, there were many rulers of Egypt that came and went. It wasn't until Nephrotep I took the throne and brought some stability to the kingdom in his 11-year reign. After his reign, the Hyksos would come to rule completely in the north without even fighting a battle. Nephrotep I is thought to be the king of Egypt during the Exodus because scarabs have been found of kings that ruled in Cahun and a scarab was found there with his name on it. Cahun is where a large population of slaves lived and suddenly departed, believing this to be the Israelite population that left during Nephrotep's first rule. Today, there have been found wooden cobra snakes that come from this time period that are thought to have been used by Egyptian magicians. Nephrotep also had a son, whose name was Wanferotep. Wanferotep would not succeed his father, but Nephrotep's brother would succeed him. Histrians have not been able to find a cause of why the throne was passed on to the brother rather than the son. It could very well have been that his son was killed in the last of the ten plagues. What's also interesting is that soon after the death of Nephrotep, the northern part of the kingdom fell to the Hyksos without even a fight. Some scholars believe that this could be because most of the army of the Egyptians were killed in the Red Sea. However, other scholars believe that it couldn't have been the whole army of Egypt, as the kingdom was a very large empire, and that the reason the Hyksos came to rule in the north was due to the lack of leadership in the ruling class. Another thing that is used to point out that the Exodus couldn't have happened during the 12th and 13th dynasty is because it is said that war chariots were not used by the Egyptian army until after the Hyksos came to rule, which would be in the 18th dynasty. In Exodus 14 verse 17, it says that God will get the glory from Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots, and horsemen. So there were chariots being used, but even this is debated by scholars saying that the Hyksos people were not warriors, but shepherds. So how could it be that shepherds brought new inventions of war to Egypt? But rather it must have been from something else. Unfortunately, it isn't really known who the adopted mother of Moses was. Both Hapshipshut in the 8th dynasty and Sobhanefru in the 12th dynasty are problematic. Just like discovering the king of Egypt during the Exodus, both sides have evidence and a lack thereof. But whether it happened during the reign of Nephrotep I and Sobhanefru being his adopted mother, or during Amenhotep II's reign and his adopted mother being Hapshipshut, it did happen. There is no lack of evidence for the Israelites being in Egypt. And the story of Moses is a true event that the daughter of Pharaoh did adopt as their own child, most likely during a religious fertility ritual. And once weaned of his mother, he would be brought back to Pharaoh's daughter to be raised as her own in the royal family, which includes being sent to the harem, where he would grow up going to school with other elite and royal children. Again, this is probably where he learned to be able to write the first five books of the Bible and also learn that he wasn't the best of public speakers, in a time where being very good at public speaking was highly prized skill. So from here, Moses would grow up, but he wouldn't ever forget where he came from. So join us next time in episode 24, Great Bush of Fire.
as we see Moses become the man that would be called by God to lead the Israelites into the long-awaited promised land. Thanks for listening to the History of the Bible podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you were to take a few moments of your time and rate and review the show. And be sure to follow it too. Also, tell your friends and family about the show. If you'd like to reach out to us directly to leave feedback or to let us know how the show has impacted you, check out the links in the show notes. You can also follow us at Nakeo Productions. And to those that have taken the time to rate and review it, as well to leave feedback, thank you. Until next time, remember that you are loved, special, and worthwhile.